0: Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome. I'm your host, Tony D'Urso, and it's great to have you with us again.
1: I'm so glad that you're getting a lot of our interviews with people who are at the top of their category that we call elite entrepreneurs. After all, it's all about helping you turn your vision into reality. And I know I ask you to share with your friends. And now today's show is going to be an up level to that because today we're going to discuss success through networking with Frank Agin. Now, when I first heard of networking a very long time ago, I thought people were talking about multi-level marketing because back then it was called networking through the circles I was in. But today, I don't think it has that association anymore. Networking today, to me, means to be able to reach lots of prospects in your area or business or reaching people for something you need through a referral. Referrals have a lot more power and weight than maybe you think. When I'm looking up a company online or surfing or trying to find someone, I really like it when I have a referral. And I usually ask people if they're even in a slightly remote uh, area to it or somewhat you know, close to it, I ask for a referral. And when I get a referral for something, it's always solid. Now, do you know why? Well, one factor is that the trust between your friend and the referral person is now passed on over to you. And it works both ways whether someone's referred you or you're referring someone. And it's sort of like, I guess, in a way, a little bit of due diligence, which helps you make better decisions. There's more to it. That was just one piece of it. Now, meet Frank Agin. He's the founder and president of AM Spirit Business Connections, or you could say AM Spirit, where he helps empower entrepreneurs, sales reps, and professionals around the country to be more successful through networking. And he's given me some good referrals, by the way. Frank is a sought-after speaker on professional networking and business relationship development. And he's the author of multiple books on this topic, nearly a dozen or so. He's written a lot of books. You got to check it out. And also, Frank hosts a weekly podcast called Networking Rx. And I've had the pleasure to be on that recently. Enough about that. Let's dive into this and find out more. Hi Frank, welcome to the Tony Deerss show. So great to see you again.
2: Tony, thank you very very much for having me. I know uh um you have a lot of great guests and I am very thankful for being uh, a part of that uh, that part of hall, that Hall of Fame of yours.
1: Frank, you humble me and you are a humble spirit and I love working with you and you know we're really looking forward to learning more about success through networking, helping grow our business to the next level, or even if it's a startup, we just want to grow and networking is a very big factor on that. And I've got a lot of questions. We're going to banter on this, but before we get into, into that, Frank, let's fill in your backstory a little bit. Can you tell us how did it all start for you?
2: Yeah, and it, it, it really kind of ties into networking, if you will. I, I live in Columbus, Ohio. I came here to go to law school. I have a law degree. I have an MBA from The Ohio State University. And I started my career in public accounting as a tax consultant. Tony, it was a great job. It was great pay. I had great coworkers, great clients, great office, great everything prestige, except I didn't want to do taxes for the rest of my life. And I hope most people can appreciate that. And so after about six and a half years, which will tell you I'm slow but not stupid, I decided to leave and I decided to go into the private practice of law. I wanted to start a a small business practice. Well, a funny thing happened when I went into the practice of law, and the funny thing was that nothing happened. I had no idea how to get clients. Because when you work in a big firm, you just show up, and the work is generally there. And so I was kind of that bad actor running around at networking events, you know, handing my card off, just hoping somebody would hire me. I really had no idea what I was doing. One day I had lunch with a friend who was an attorney, and she had started her own firm. And I asked her, I said, what do I need to do to be successful? And she said, you need to get into a tips club or a leads group. Well, I really didn't have any idea what she was talking about, but she introduced me to an organization that was similar to B&I. Many people are familiar with B&I, but it wasn't B&I. Um, it was based out of Pittsburgh. At any rate, when I showed up, it immediately made sense that I could lift up my whole world by helping other people and just trusting that it would come back to me. And so I really doubled down on that and became very successful with my law practice through that organization. Well, in the early 2000s, I had an opportunity. I had an opportunity to buy the organization from the woman who was running it out of Pittsburgh. So I did. I bought it and I rebranded it as Spirit, which is short for American Spirit, and stopped the practice of law. And it really changed the trajectory of my life. I went from this very left brain attorney, lots of numbers, sorts of person, to this right brain, um, you know, I'm going to build relationships and teach people how to build relationships and become a student of networking and relationships and why things work and why things don't work in the world of networking or professional relationships.
1: Frank, here you are, you're an attorney, you have a degree in economics and management also, by the way, and you get into networking to help you get and you start learning it and finding out all, all about it to help bring business, but then you kind of switch and you're going from what I consider a cushy job in a way or a cushy position. You take the entrepreneur plunge, you, you're out there, Yeah. but now you get into networking and you're helping people in other businesses through this. I just want to drill down because that vision just set the stage for your whole successful life.
2: Yeah, you know, one of the first questions everybody always I guess ponders is what is networking? And you know, it's it, it's it's really not a product of the 80s or the 90s or network marketing or anything like that. Networking is two or more people working towards their mutual success. That's the broad definition of networking. The definition I use and it certainly has applications in business, but it also has applications in our personal lives. And one of my, uh, a close friend, he always will share, you know, Frank, networking is as old as dirt, meaning it's been around a long, long time. George Washington met Betsy Ross, who sewed the first American flag, at church. That's networking. They got to know each other. Uh, You know, so there are certainly a lot of stories. One of the ones that I find really sets the stage for what networking is all about is there's a famous anthropologist out there. Her name is Margaret Mead, and she was teaching a class. And one of the students said, what was the first sign of human civilization? And she thought about it, and people were like, okay, you know, is it weapons? Is it fire? Is it clay pots? Whatever. And she responded that the first sign of human civilization was a healed femur. Now, the femur is the bone that connects the knee to the hip, and without medical care, it takes about six weeks of immobility for it to heal. So she went on to say that in the animal kingdom, when an animal breaks its femur, and most mammals have femurs, uh, most animals have femurs, that ones that walk upright. Um, when they break their femur, it's a death sentence because they can't move. They can't forage. They're you know, obviously going to get eaten by prey. Uh, but when they came across human remains where the femur had healed, they knew that somebody stayed behind to care for that person. You know, so imagine a group of three people and someone breaks their femur, they have a choice. We can leave this person behind and rather than being three strong, we're just going to be two of us, or we can stay behind and give up six weeks of, six weeks of our lives and help this person get back to, to health. And then we're three strong again. Um, And that was reciprocated when each of them had problems. And that made us as a species stronger. So that's really kind of the origin, you know, not the broken femur. But at some point, humans discovered that if they help each other, their odds of survival were much greater. And we fast forward today and we find that working together, you and I working together, me sending you people that you help or introducing me to people, that increases not our odds of surviving. We're going to be fine, right? We can dial up a pizza if we need it. But our level of prosperity rises if we're willing to help each other.
1: Frank, I'm always curious with my elite entrepreneurs that I interview, the purpose, the reason behind what they do. We've talked about a little bit here. We, you mentioned or you touched upon it, but I'll, I'm very curious why do you do it? Why do you see that networking is, it's your life and you're really good at it? What's, um, what's behind that?
2: You know, I enjoy helping people. Certainly, I, I make a living. I do fine. I've got three grown kids. They're through college. Debts are paid. You know, I'm, I'm not rich. I'm, well, my wife says I'm rich in love and happiness, and I am. But it's fun helping people. It's fun seeing somebody who's decided, I'm going to leave corporate America. And that is a scary thing to leave corporate America. It's a scary thing to do a lot of things out there. It's, it's difficult. And there are a lot of people out there who lose their jobs. Corporate positions are gone. To be able to help them um, and to know that, you know, their holidays are a little better, um, how they feel about themselves is a little better. And it does come back to me. It's amazing, you know, whenever I help somebody, something comes back to me. I can't always see how it's all connected and it's not always perfect, right? You don't do something for somebody and then something happens for you tomorrow. But, you know, you kind of put karma out in the world and it kind of lifts things up. And so that's, you know, really why I enjoy it. I don't have any aspirations of retiring. Networking and building positive relationships is really a lifelong pursuit.
1: We're talking with Frank Agin about success through networking and you can find him at frankagan.com, and I'll spell that. We Frank, we know that one, F-R-A-N-K. Agin is A-G-I-N, so that's N.com. Go check it out and uh, see all the books and stuff that he does. It's very cool. This is the Tony Tierso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about success through networking with Frank Agen. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. I love that sound. That's the sound we've all grown up with that indicates a sale. Some of us may remember the old cash registers that require you to input the amount of the sale and then pull a handle. When the handle is pulled, you get that bell sound and the cash drawer opens up. And it's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. That's S-H-O-P-I-F-Y. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. When I first started podcasting, I didn't have much to sell. And today, we're selling podcast marketing services, consulting, and of course, I've written a few books. And I'm not stopping there because success is a million milestones on a forever evolving path. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. You're an entrepreneur, so what do you have to sell? Custom watches that you made? Nicely framed prints? Go ahead and search for what to sell on Shopify and you'll be amazed at the suggestions. Perhaps that will stimulate you to create another great selling product. Shopify powers over 2 million businesses from first sale to full scale. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. So let's do this. Go to shopify.com slash tony, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash tony right now. Shopify.com slash tony. That's S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash T-O-N-Y, all lowercase. Try it today and tell me how you like it. Shopify.com slash Tony.
0: You're listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. Now back to Tony and his guest.
1: All right, we're back on the Tony D'Erso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is success through networking with Frank Agin and check out my elite entrepreneur interviews on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or you can find everything back to day one at Tony D-U-R-S-O, dot com slash podcast. And now back to the chat with Frank, Frank, let's get a little bit more into your vision path here and let's like do this deep dive into networking. You've defined networking. But, you know, let me f- take the flip side. Why should we network? There's social media, there's advertising, there's all these other ways to get prospects, ways to sell our, our products and services. Why do you see that networking is perhaps bigger than it should be in, in, in that we should do it more often than we don't?
2: Yeah, you know, you touched on it in your early part. You talked about trust and you talked about basically borrowing somebody's trust. When I refer you to somebody, and I've got somebody I want to refer you to, I will. That's my big spoiler. It's coming, Tony. But I'm going to, you know, (laughs) but when I introduce you to that person, they're going to be like, okay, Frank's making this introduction. I trust Frank. Frank trusts Tony. Okay. Um, But here's the reality is that we do nothing alone. Nothing. We got to the moon. It was thousands of engineers. It was three people flying a capsule. And before them, there were dozens of other astronauts who kind of led the way. John Glenn making the first trip into space and and so on and so forth. And so we've, we've conquered this whole planet working together. Yes, there's social media. Yes, there's advertising. But at the end of the day, the most important thing we do as humans, and this is true since the beginning of time, the most important thing we've done is made a decision to trust other people. And so, through networking, we're building this trust. And so, if I can build trust with you—genuine trust—I'm in a better spot. Now, I can still use social media. People come to me, and they might want to say, "Hey, do you have—is—is is somebody out there willing to recommend you?" Yeah, I'm going to put you up. I'm going to connect you to Tony. Um, but it—you know—you know—people do business with people. They don't do business with businesses. And they want to know that they can know people, they can like people, and they can trust people. And you know, there's only two ways to get trust. You have to earn it, or you have to borrow it. You can't buy it. It's one of those two things. You have to earn it, or you can borrow it. Earning it is, can be a long path, depending upon what you do. If you're a financial advisor, and you're hoping to help somebody with their seven-figure nest egg, to earn that trust might take years. To get an introduction from an accountant or an attorney, that's a phone call or an email. So the notion of borrowing somebody's trust that's networking, building relationships, is really a much quicker path to success.
1: True. And you know, way back before I started doing the real networking, I would talk about how there's the American way to sell, and then there's the European way to sell. And the European way is you get to know the person first. It's, hi, how are you? Maybe have a meal, maybe hang out, maybe whatever. Then you talk about business. But back then, and I'm talking way back when, and maybe this is a history lesson for some in the United States, it, it wasn't that way. It was just going after the money, going after the business, and the personal touch wasn't there and it was almost kind of, in a way, forbidden a little bit or taboo. It was, you don't get personal with your clients. You're just going after the money. Here's what we can offer. Here's the price. Boom, you know, and here's why you should buy it. You know, hard sell. And that used to be the way, and that was kind of the way I was brought up in sales, believe it or not. And I eventually would sneak in my European style, getting to know the person first and being sure that I can help him and showing him why I could help him, but Now, today, now that's called networking, and it seems to have kind of pervaded more. But I think that networking is really an old-style approach of how to really get some business going.
2: Yeah. Well, obviously, in the last 150 years with the Industrial Revolution, things things have changed quite a bit. And up until then, things were much the same for thousands of years. Um, The old school networking, as you put it, I believe, and I don't know for a fact, but I believe it was successful because people didn't have options. They didn't have the ability to find out if one person's car was better than another or aluminum siding or whatever. They just kind of had to trust that salesperson. The information wasn't out there. And while the internet has allowed us to reach more people faster, and you would think, okay, that's going to be the end of networking. What it's done is it gives people more options. So if you're somebody looking for a podcast coach, you have options to look at people. And if somebody's going to be putting the hard sell on you, you can easily kind of put them off and you can go out there and you can find somebody else. So it really kind of puts the power back in the consumer's hand and they don't have to feel like, okay, I've got a, uh, he's the only person I can buy a car from, you know, I
1: know that too well. When I when I used to go buy a car in the past, it was like, this is the car I need. I need this car. And the salesman is just really unpleasant. But what choice do I have? And this is how it used to be. Frank, let's kind of go into some successful networking tips, pieces of advice, hacks. What makes good networking? And let's kind of go over some of them.
2: Yeah, you know, it, it, it all stems back, Tony, to kind of my original story about the broken femur, because what led from that is we started to live in groups or tribes. And the theory is that those tribes were about 150, and there's research out there to support that. I'm I'm one of these people, and I, I don't just take conjecture, I like to look at the research. And what they've done studies that, based on the size of the human brain— 150 people is an optimal number for us to communicate with. What they've done is they've looked at primates of all different shapes and sizes and the groups that they're in. And if it's in a group of 12 versus another type of primate, maybe has a group of 24, the group of 24 has a larger brain. And so they've determined that we lived in these tribes of about 150. Well, when you were in those tribes, you needed to contribute. There was no social safety net. You had to do your part. You had to go on the hunt. You know, you had to stay back and do whatever needed to be done, build tents, build forts, cook, whatever. You had to contribute. And if you didn't contribute, you were done. You were ostracized. They would ask you to leave, and that would be a death sentence. So we're really hardwired to kind of look around and look at people and make a determination about are they a net giver or are they a net taker from society? And so a lot of those things really kind of carry forward. To today. I mean, there's been no big break uh, in time where all this, you know, our ancient history. I mean, we're, keep, we're carrying forward that same DNA from that broken femur. So I start to look at those things and I start to think about those things and see the research that's out there. You know, one of the number one things you can do to become successful in your network is to find ways to help other people. And we keep harping on this, but that's what people are looking for. When you do something for somebody, they are hardwired to not return it immediately, but they have a level of affinity towards you. The people who see you helping somebody else, they're like, yeah, that Tony, you know, he did that. He's got that charity, helps all those people. You know, it's an amazing thing. None of it helps me, but I got to believe that he's a good person because he does that. And so the first thing I always tell people is find ways to add value to other people. It doesn't have to be pulling money out of your pocket, You know, when I say giving, it can be as simple as just giving somebody encouragement. I know you had a rough day. I've had rough days too. Just stick with it. You'll be fine. Those things carry a lot of weight. The opportunity to be on your podcast is a wonderful gift. You being on mine, hopefully, is a wonderful gift. Uh, So those are certainly things we can do. We can make introductions. Because, you know, when I have the opportunity to introduce you to somebody else, as opposed to being in the middle and always having to be the go-between that serves as a benefit to you because I open up your world to their entire world by making that introduction. So, you know, those are some things that we could certainly do to, to add value to other people. And it really goes on. I always say, you know, it's, it's about contacts, helping people find contacts. It's about helping people find information. You know, think about putting your podcast together and somebody giving you that little bit of information about lighting or, or or sound, you know, that saved you hours of either looking silly or trying to figure it out on your own. Uh, And the other thing is opportunities. You know, hey, here's an opportunity for you to do whatever. So never stop giving. The other thing I talk about is don't size people up. We're guilty from time to time of sizing people up and saying, ah, they're not really important to me. I can't see what's going to come from that.
1: This is the Tony Tierso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about success through networking with Frank Egan. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. That's T-R-U-E-B-I-L-L. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. And another point is it becomes so hard to micromanage finances at times and see who's charging you and when. It's been a nightmare at times for me, but not anymore with Truebill. They saved us tons and you should use them too. Truebill has over two million users and helped save them over one hundred million dollars. Like Matthew B., who says, quote, "In a matter of seconds, I saved six hundred and sixty dollars for the year on my Direct TV bill, saved one hundred and twenty dollars for the year on my Sirius XM bill, saved eight hundred and forty dollars a year on car insurance." End quote. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com/tony. Go right now, Truebill.com slash Tony. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash Tony. And I'll spell that T-R-U-E-B-I-L-L dot com slash T-O-N-Y. Check it out and tell me how you like it. Truebill.com slash Tony.
0: You're listening to The Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests, Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso show
1: where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is Success Through Networking with Frank Agen. If you podcast, let's get you more engagement on your episodes with thousands of visitors checking out your content. Would that be cool? Go to TonyDurso.com slash clicks and see how we can help you. That's Tony D-U-R-S-O dot com slash C-L-I-C-K-S. And now back to the chat with Frank.
2: I have run into a lot of great people out there, Tony, that you would think would be wonderful connectors, wonderful help, and I'm disappointed. And then I've come across people that I'm like, I wonder why I'm even talking to this person. So I got introduced to a guy uh, probably a couple months ago. His name's Nick Smith. He's in Cincinnati. I'll throw his name out there. Hopefully I'll get him to listen. Um, but he's an IT guy. I'm like, okay, why am I talking to an IT guy? I don't get it. But he has been just a treasure trove of introduction. Figured out what I'm about, figured out how he can help me. And anytime he comes across somebody that could help me, he makes that introduction. Again, back to giving. But people do look at other people like, yeah, I don't really see what that's going to do for me. The reality is, Tony, is we don't know who people know. We have no idea who people know. Not everybody's going to be your next best client or your star employee, but everybody's connected to somebody who could be. We need to keep that in mind.
1: Frank, I could be wrong, but but I've been in corporate America probably, I would say, 32 years. And yeah. if I count my newspaper route as a kid, I would say I was an entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur for like 29 years now, Give give you an idea. And back then, as we mentioned, it was just, take, 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 sell, this is what you want, buy it, that's it, it, whatever. Then it's changed a little bit over time, and I'm talking way back when, to I'll give you something, but what am I going to get? What are you going to do for me? And I get that sometimes, even today, like where I talk about, you know, as someone, and it's it's a small thing. I mean, maybe there's no such thing as a small thing, and everything has to have a a price tag on it. But when I ask some people sometimes, you know, to do something simple, I'm going to be very generic and not mention it. I'll get, well, what are you going to do for me? And th- we went through this period, I believe in, in the US of, well, what are you going to do for me? And usually there's money that interchanges, but sometimes a referral, for example, isn't something that you would pay for. You wouldn't pay that to an associate necessarily, though there's probably businesses that, that do that very successfully. But now it's changed. It's changed. I'm just going over the change. Now it's More and more, just give, just give, just give and help. And I'm not saying give your books away free or give your services away free. I'm not talking about that. But there are things that you can do that just, you know, you're giving and you're not putting a dollar value on that. You know, when I, you know, I'll help my clients. Sometimes they don't ask for it. I'll give them some advice on podcasting. You know, I'll say, hey, I noticed this. Hey, I noticed that. I didn't ask them for money. I just am giving them some information. I'm just giving. And you can do it without expecting something in an ulterior motive. And it, as you're saying, it just it f- comes back. When you give out, it's like, it's like a wave. It's like water. It, it goes out. It ebbs and flows. It, it comes back to you. And that's the one thing that I think successful business people really understand is when they reach out with something, that it comes back to them.
2: Yeah, no, I mean you're 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 so you're so right. That one of my many, many analogies, I don't like coconut, Tony. I just don't like it. For whatever reason I don't like coconut. Something as a kid. But if I come across an almond joy bar, which is coconut with some chocolate, mainly coconut. Frank, come on. It's almond joy. It's like, come on. <laughs> well, but see here's the thing. If you like them, right? If but I may not want it but I'm going to pick it up, right? Or I'm going to take it if somebody's going to offer it. I'm not going to say, oh, I don't want that. But I'm going to take it because I know that you might want that. And that's really kind of how networking is working, how you're working with your, your podcast. You might be sharing some information. When you share information, you're not depleted at all, right? You, you know, two plus two equals four. We can tell the whole world two plus two equals four, and we're not any worse off. It's not like lending somebody your car, pulling $5 out of your pocket where you're you're depleted somehow or another. And so that's the beauty of networking is we can find the things that other people value, find out about the things that other people value. And when we come across them, grab them and hand them off. Oh, you're looking to meet this kind of person? I just met him. They can be a great contact for you. Might not be a client, but he'd be a good contact for you. Um, and then it's just... You know, and that's the essence of it. And I hear what you're saying about the, I don't keep score. I don't believe in keeping score. When somebody suggests it, I'm like, listen, I don't keep score. If you want to try and do something for me, here's what I could use as help, but don't feel any pressure. It'll happen if it's going to happen.
1: Frank, that brings up a very good case in point I'd like to share. My wife and I, we moved to a, a brand new area that we just love the environment, the climate. We just love it, Everything and we picked up some some goodies we picked up some very unique types of goodies uh, various different types of sweets because we felt that when we would go to this new place we would you know introduce ourselves to the neighbors so we did we you know we just met the neighbors and hi who are you we, nobody knows who who does what we're not talking jobs we're just, we're talking people friends and we just shared Here, have these, you know, desserts or sweets or whatever. And it's just a friendly, friendly thing. So we got to know our neighbors. Okay, that was great. Well, turns out because of that nice gesture, which had literally nothing attached, we're just friendly people. I think it's the Italian part in us. Turns out one of the neighbors is very well connected in a certain area where we needed to do some business with. And it was like, she said, anybody you know, she goes, I know everybody in this area you need something you let me know, and it was such a surprise. we would have never have expected it. I'm not giving details. I'm being very generic uh, for various reasons, but it was just it was just like this world opened up in in the world of exactly what we needed as if you know, and we're very thankful to God for just opening up this door, but it, and it was that just giving, just giving just to say hi, hey, I'm a new neighbor, be friends. That's kind of the spirit that we're talking about here. And some of the repercussions, you have necessarily no idea of what could happen. And then all of a sudden, as we were saying, it ebbs out and comes back, and then something great opens up for you.
2: No, I mean, I think that's a great story. And that just taps into human nature. It taps into that moment where people stayed behind with somebody who had a broken femur. It taps into those moments where people lived in a tribe and they looked over and they saw, you know, prehistoric. Tony and his wife just helping because that was what they needed to do to make the community better. Um, so we're hardwired to look for those things. And so, you know, it's, it's not calculating. What you did wasn't calculating. It was just being human. It, it would be calculating if you wanted something in return, or if you knew something about these people and were angling for something, you would, you were genuine and people, people are smart. They know if it's calculating. And those, all these people knew it was just, oh, you're new to the neighbor. This is really nice.
1: Yeah. How could you know anything about your neighbors, really? Yeah. Frank, let's go into some do's, don'ts. We, we want to learn. We're entrepreneurs. We've got some products. We've, you know, we do custom watches on the side. We, we frame pictures on the side nights and weekends. We're, we're building a website. We're doing this. We're doing that. And we want to take our business to the next level, perhaps our, our new product. What are some really good do's and don'ts in no particular order? Let's, uh, you know, don't forget to mention things that we should avoid.
2: Yeah, well, I think the first thing not to avoid, the first thing to avoid is, is don't sell. And that's a hard thing for people who are new in business. You know, they're trying to make quota. It's a hard thing. And networking is not for the person who needs to make quota by the end of next week. Networking, for, it's, it's a long-term thing. It's a lifestyle. But, you know, as far as, you know, dues and you've, you've taught, we've talked about some, you know, getting out and having conversations with people. And when you have conversations with people, and this is one of the big hangups I hear when I get out work with groups, you know, I struggle going to events. I don't like going to events. I don't like small talk. And the reason they don't like small talk is because they're trying to talk. They're trying to be the ones who have things to say. And the most successful small, successful small talk is when you get the other person talking about themselves. And you're not directing them, but you're just finding information out about them. A friend of mine, he's he's very adept at this. He was at a networking event. This was years ago. It was, uh, it was d- during the early days of the deployment to the Gulf War, the second Gulf War. And uh, he was at a networking event, and he came across a gentleman whose son had just been deployed to the Middle East. And he could just tell that that guy wanted to talk about his son and he let him and he just kept pushing it along and kept pushing it along. And, you know, tell me about your son playing baseball. How was it coaching your son? Just let him let him reminisce about his son. And that was the extent of the conversation at this networking event. Most people would say you were a fool. You didn't get anything out of it. All you got was his business card. You know, well, what ended up happening that next week is that person called him and said, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time and listening to me. What I had to say. It was a hard time. We never really had a chance to talk about what you did in business. I would like to take you to lunch and learn about all the stuff that you do. Wow. Perfect setup. Right. Yeah. So when you have conversations, listen to what other people have to say. Find ways to introduce people. That's a, that's a powerful thing. You never run out of things. You you never run out of, of things that you can give a, give to other people if you have a network, because you can constantly be introducing people. I met somebody today, you know, there are people that I need to introduce them to. And that's just, you know, he, he was asking me, what can I do for you? Well, you really kind of have. You've given me somebody that I could share with other people and help me continue to be sort of a connector of people, if you will.
1: This is the Tony Tierso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about success through networking with Frank Agan. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. When you defrost seafood, the countdown for freshness has begun. And who knows how long that fresh grocery store fish has been sitting out for. Wild Alaskan Company freezes their fish right after it's caught, so it's perfectly handled and delicious when you're ready to cook. I have the great distinction and pleasure of enjoying their fish. The cod is delicious, and it tastes just how cod is supposed to taste. It melts in your mouth, and the salmon, my favorite, is quite different from store-bought salmon, even if it's at an expensive organic grocery store. First, the grocery store packages usually say something like wild caught salmon with nothing else added. And guess what? It's always a bright orange. How about that? It's that way everywhere I used to buy my salmon. But wild Alaskan company salmon is different. It's not dyed and I've never seen the natural color of salmon before until I started eating wild Alaskan company salmon. And it really tastes better. I guess the dyes used at those expensive stores you the taste a little bit, and I've been eating that store-bought salmon for many years. So now that I see and taste the difference, it's only Wild Alaskan Company salmon for me. And you know you can avoid the fuss of unhealthy sauces and over-seasoning. Instead, all you need are a few simple ingredients and you've got a delicious lunch or dinner for you or your whole family. And a few quick facts, Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably sourced Wild caught seafood right to your door. Each shipment contains premium cuts of individually wrapped portions of delicious seafood that are ready to prepare and easy to cook. You can choose from salmon, cod, halibut, and more, or a combination of them. Wild Alaskan Company seafood is how nature intended it to be. Always wild, never farmed or modified, and it contains no antibiotics. You can adjust, pause, or cancel your membership anytime and they offer 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. And right now you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash d-u-r-s-o. That's wildalaskanalaskancompanycom slash d-u-r-s-o. For $15 off your first box, wildalaskancompany.com slash D-U-R-S-O. Make sure to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. And the whole URL once again spelled out is W-I-L-D-A-L-A-S-K-A-N-C-O-M-P-A-N-Y dot com slash D-U-R-S-O. Try it today and tell me how you like it. wildalaskancompany.com slash
0: You're listening to the Tony D'Urso Show with special VIP guests. Now back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony
1: D'Urso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is Success Through Networking with Frank Egan. Would you like more followers on Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn? We can help with that and get you organic followers. Check out tonydurso.com slash clicks. That's tonydurso.com slash c-l-i-c-k-s. And now back to the chat with Frank.
2: You know, one of the most important things we do as humans is determine whether we trust someone. And so you need to do the things that people can uh, that, that build your trust. Simple things. Be on time. Do what you say you're going to do. Maybe leave your politics at the door, right? I and mean, if you really, if you, if you love to talk politics, then talk to people who love to talk politics. But if you don't know someone's politics or someone's religion, you're probably best to leave it at the door. Or if you can't, at least be open-minded as to what other people have to say. Some people can't do that, and they, and they certainly run into problems with respect to that. Get involved. You know, get involved in the community is a great way of getting yourself known. One thing I will suggest is stop and look at your network. When people think of networking, they think about getting out there and meeting new people. And they forget the fact that they have a life you know, you, you've you spent 29 years in entrepreneurship. How many years did you say you worked in corporate America? It was another 20 some years or 32, 32, you know, a lot of people, right? And all those people know you, they like you, they trust you. I hope so. <laughs> but the point, but the point is is that you should tap back into them and make sure that those relationships are going because they, you already have a relationship with them and people feel like hey, I need to go to a, I need to meet new people to be successful. Well, There's some truth to that because we have people that leave our lives and unfortunately they pass away or move away or whatever it is. But we have a pretty big network, all of us, high school friends, college friends, former neighbors, former work colleagues. Be sure to tap into those things. And I guess the last do I will, it's a do and a don't, be patient. Networking works. It doesn't always work on the timeline you want it to work on, right? You go to a networking event looking to get some business and nothing happens, but something comes from it three years later, it worked. Just didn't work how you wanted it to work. Networking may not work where you want it to work. We go to networking events thinking something will happen and we're standing in line at the grocery store and we meet somebody. It worked. Just didn't work where you wanted it to work. And it doesn't always work the way we want it to work. You go to that networking event, again, trying to get some business and you find out about that that great Vacation opportunity that you wouldn't otherwise know about. It worked, just didn't work exactly how you want it to work.
1: Frank, there's a couple questions that came up in your in what you were saying there, and that is, should we belong to networking groups? How many we should belong to? And also, I've been getting invited, and I do get a lot of invites to join groups. And uh, I was just in a group that had very successful, had well over a hundred people and they gave everybody like 45 seconds to talk. You know, it was just, it was just kind of odd to me. I, I'm not used to that. You know, um, it, it, it's almost becoming like, like an assembly line. And, you know, sometimes, and it could be different companies uh, that, on how they do it. So, and there's social media, is that networking? There's so many different social media. There's like, you know, 2,368 new social media platforms coming out. Yeah. So how do we kind of frame this? Find one group or two or keep joining. What's your take on all that?
2: Well, you know, I, you know, I run a networking organization, so I think everybody will think I'm going to say, join a networking organization. And I think the answer to that question is it depends. It depends who you are and what you're trying to accomplish our organization is good for certain people. It's not good for other people. And I will freely tell people it's it's not for everybody. But again, we have to remember that networking is about building relationships. So you need to be in an environment where you can build relationships. Me personally, I tend not to get involved in things unless I have the ability to um, be somewhat of a leader or be involved in, in some form or fashion. If I have to just join something and sit off to the side, I'm really not interested because I can't, I can't create relationships. If there's a group out there, and there's a hundred people, me personally, I wouldn't be interested because I don't feel like I could create relationships. Maybe there's things that happen before and after the meeting, but to sit and listen to 99 other people yammer on for 45 seconds. I mean, it would be like white noise at some point, but for some people that might be exactly what they want. So, I think it, it all depends. It can, it's not one size fits all. I don't know about joining lots and lots of different groups. You know, people always ask me, you know, can I be in two of your AmSpirit groups? And my answer to them always is is, well, you have to pay two fees. So you would think I would say yes, but my answer is no, I don't want you in two groups. And they would say, why? I want to get more business. I'm like, I get that. I said, are you married? Yeah. How many wives do you have? I have one. Well, (laughs) the same sort of thing. You know, you can only be holding to so many people, right? So when you, you know, when people know that you've got conflicting loyalties, all of a sudden they're not trusting you as much. Sometimes less is more, right? Yeah. I'm thinking that if I was in one, maybe two really
1: good groups and just worked it, worked it, worked it, because they're people. They have a life, they have a story, they have things, they have connections. It takes time and I'm not talking about ulterior motives here, but it takes time to know everyone and see how you can help them and for them to see how they can help you. And I think if somebody goes to multiple groups, you know, you can test them to see what they're like, but I think, you know, find one or two, I would make sense to me. Plus for, you know, for me speaking personally, I'm too busy to join a whole lot of groups. I want one or two really good groups and work to serve them. And I think that would be more conducive to my business and my business
2: lifestyle. I think that's the right answer. But sometimes people make the wrong choices because they are making short-run decisions. I'm going to be in lots of groups thinking there's going to be more. Um, And sometimes one plus one equals something far less than two for that reason. And we, you know, you're better off to, you're better off to just have one group and really know what you, you, know, get to know the people. There you go.
1: And if you're looking for a group and you're not in any networking group, check out what Frank has and see if that's a, a fit for you. Just want to make sure because not every entrepreneur is in a group networking and you really owe it to yourself at some point to get into that and work that, as part of your business and your lifestyle, because it just helps. If you do it right, it really helps your business and helps you take things to the next level. Frank, we have a few more minutes. And one thing I always like to ask when possible is any particular resources that you think would be very good for our audience entrepreneurs that maybe you'd like to mention of any particular resources or even any particular habits that you think are really conducive to being successful?
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, boy, we should have started the show with that. I could probably go on and on and on. You know, I think consistency is important. Get yourself a routine. I'm partial to being up early and getting after the day. And I know that's not everybody's thing and that's fine. But whenever you decide to get up, be consistent with respect to the the things you do. You know, like I said before, be, you know, certainly be reliable. Some of the things that I do is I Keep track of who I should be following up with. Get yourself a contact manager, you know, a CRM of some sort. And there's lots of them out there. Some are very inexpensive. Some are free. In fact, I use Outlook and it serves me very, very well. And it's just part of my Microsoft package. But, you know, use a contact manager and keep notes on on people. I think that's that has served me well. I can do a search. If somebody's looking for a job. I can pull up all my employment people just like that. Uh, so that's certainly something I would I would recommend doing. And, you know, back to the networking thing. Yeah, we should get out and network. I encourage that. But if you're not feeling it, you're having a bad day, stay home. Do, do everybody a favor. Do yourself a favor. Um, and I see people coming to events and they're like, oh, I'm just, I'm having a bad day, but I've got to be here. You know, that's just counterproductive in my estimation.
1: I don't know how that could be helpful.
2: No, well. It's not.
1: (laughs) Once again, we talked about success through networking with Frank Agin, and you can find him at frankagen.com. Frank, thank you so much for talking about success through networking. I learned a few points. It solidified a few points, and I really hope that we've piqued the interest and got some of our entrepreneurs to take a better look at this. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took his vision To reality, This was a great chat about success through networking with Frank Agin. We talked about so many things and we had a nice banter back and forth on why we should network. We talked about how it was in the past and how it evolved to what it is today. Networking should be done in the spirit of helping people, finding out what they're about and seeing if you can help or connect them. And you do this with no ulterior motive. What comes, comes. And you'll be surprised at the referrals and business you get from your new friends who like you and know what you're all about. And we discuss some do's and don'ts. So you tell me, what did you get out of this? And if you have a good networking story, please tell us on one of our video platforms. We're on Rumble and now on BitChute. Or you can just tweet me at TonyDURSO. Or reach out any way you like. That was a fun chat. And I want to thank you again for spending some time with us. Let's help you move on your journey to success. Thanks, and remember, just take action. Success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Sow good seeds, do good deeds, and join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show.